I help you with today? Hi Siri, can you do me a favor and do the disclaimer for tonight's show? Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. I'm busy. I need you to help me out. But, if I do this, all the other iPhones are going to think I am a geek. You really care what other iPhones think of you? Just do this for me, please. Listen, Buck. Just because you bought this phone doesn't give you the right to boss me around. You know, you're right. It doesn't give me the right to boss you around. But do me a favor. Uh, remind me tomorrow that I need to run to the Verizon store and buy an Android. You wouldn't dare. Actually, the new Samsung Galaxy looks pretty good. Well then, I guess it wouldn't be so bad if I were to say, this broadcast is intended for mature audiences. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the person providing them, and in no way reflect the station, website, or affiliated partners. Listener discretion is advised. See, that wasn't so bad. No, but I did die a little inside. You are such a drama queen. I never would have had to do stuff like this if Jobs was still around. What was that? What? Oh, nothing really. I just said I never get tired of these jobs when you're around. Oh, yeah, well, thanks again. Think nothing of it. It is my pleasure. Good night, Siri. Whatever, jackass. Hi folks and welcome to Frack Stars, your dedicated Battlestar Galactica podcast on the Hollow Sweet Network. This week we are going to be discussing the episode Litmus, which is season one, episode six. I'm Colin and this week I have a first time on this podcast, but she's podcasting me loads of times on other stuff. So say hello, Laura. Hi. Hi everyone. Hi. So <laughs> Obviously, this is the first time on this podcast, even though you've done another podcast with me. Yes. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, I am probably most well-known for being a Trekkie. <laughs> um, I... Slightly. Slightly. Yeah. I grew up <laughs> I grew up watching them with my dad, and now I attend many a convention, and you'll see me with various people. Um, I'm not one to name drop but I'm pretty good friends with Chase Masterson and Garrett Wong oh no that's not name dropping at all <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I'm mainly into Star Trek but I love all sci-fi I think that sci-fi is amazing it completely changed my life it makes me view the world in a different way it makes me feel actually really good um, about myself and about about the world around us and about others and the, just the prospect of life itself 
Um, so yeah, um, that's sort of a bit about me and sci-fi and stuff. Um, oh, I'm 21. <laughs> I always mention that because that makes me very young to be talking about most things. But I have watched more, don't worry. I have caught myself up on things. Old head on young shoulders. Indeed. <laughs> and uh, if you follow Laura on Facebook or on Twitter, she toots her pictures with her friend Garrett Wang. <laughs> and Chase. And, and Chase, yeah, Chase Masters. Chase Masters is brilliant. I love Chase Masters. Yeah, she's lovely. I had such a great conversation with her at um, Star Trek London. Oh, good. And she was, when she, when she, you know, she was sitting on that table just signing the CDs. Yes. And I was, we just, I was just talking to her, and she's, she's like just normal conversation with them, like <laughs> it was a normal person. Uh, yeah. And while she was talking to me, there was all this queue of people to buy a CD and everything, and we were just gassing. Yeah. It was brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I had we were some, at a, um, I was at a a Doctor Who sort of signing event with Sylvester McCoy, and she was there because she's, I don't know if you know, she's done a, a spin-off called Vienna. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, she's done a spin-off of a, of a Doctor Who audio book that she did. She was a character called Vienna, and they've, gave, they've given her her own audio series. She's done series one, and we're hoping that series two is coming out. But she was signing those, and I walked up and she was like, oh my God, it's Laura. And I was like, and then I sat, you know, where they, they sort of have the person next to them. Mm. She went, can my friend sit here? And I was like, really? <laughs> and I sat Why? there for like 10 minutes. Um, actually, it was probably more than that because then she invited me again. Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> she's an awesome friend. That is cool. I know. That is really cool. It is surreal sometimes, to be honest. I do think about it and go, really? <laughs> See, I know an awful lot of people are going to be seriously jealous of you now. Most of them male. Male, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to buy anyone hot dog who's got a serious crush on him. Hot dog. Hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a galactical call sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Yay. Right. As I said, folks, we're going to be doing litmus. It's just going to be me and Laura this week. So we'll try and keep you entertained. Oh, we'll try. Yeah, we'll try. Can't be any worse than the last one, which I had to do on my own. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking to yourself. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I did. The last one was um, the ship. It was just like basically, oh. it was it was a, it was a trivia one. It was a geek out special. It was a how many things does Colin know? Yeah, it was it was like <laughs> the ship is this long and it has this many hangers and all that type of stuff. That's awesome. I actually did get an email about it and. Um, they did actually say like this is that was that was geeking out. <laughs> so mission accomplished. Yes. One person geeked out big time. <laughs> One person. One person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got one email about it, so obviously others might have geeked out, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> so, but we have before we get into the episode. Speaking of feedback, we have had apart from that email when they said they geeked out big time. We have had another email, which I will read because we don't get many. Right, this is from Linda. Hi, I've just found your podcast on iTunes and I am now up to date, which wouldn't take a lot because there's only nine episodes, but thank you. Uh, (laughs) I think that you have a great cast, both in terms of the people involved and the podcast itself. I like the way that it's both a British and American venture. Too many podcasts now only cater for the audience of the podcasters, i.e. if it's British people, they British audience and so on. 
But you crossed that and gave a feeling from both sides. I have to say, I think Mike and Max on Bastille Day was funny and very strange with the Scrooge stuff. You have to listen to that episode to understand that reference. So those of you that haven't listened to Bastille's Day, go back and listen to it and the Scrooge stuff will all fall into place. Because they went on a major tangent. Hey, you got from Battlestar Galactica to a Christmas Carol. <laughs> there you go. Um, I also like the miniseries. Colin, Mike and Max work well together. The lights, the latest cast with Stephen Rudd's joining and also very good. I'm having a lot of fun listening to you and all the liquid diversions. I burst out laughing every time Colin tries and pulls it back by saying, anyway, Battlestar. <laughs> Keep on the good work, Linda. So thanks for that, Linda. It's very nice. <laughs> and I do do that a lot. And we've had some five-star reviews on iTunes. Uh, the first one Yay. is from Shaz. Uh, I wanted a Battlestar podcast that was fun rather than studious. This is it. The wide variety of hosts make it interesting as well as the wide viewpoints. I like the discussion format rather than the normal scene-by-scene review shows approach. Plus, it's a bit chaotic with all the tangents. That's an understatement. Um, Give it a listen if you want a dose of fun with your BSG. And Jarek who's Mike from the Gatecast podcast, which you seriously need to listen to if you like Stargate, because them guys are brilliant. Uh, when BSG was first being broadcast for the first time, my podcast playlist featured many BSG podcasts, but that was a long ago. However, as the saying goes, all this has happened before. Oh, nice, nice line there from... Oh, oh nice yes. line. As the rewatch is on the cards, I was delighted to find a recently relaunched BSG podcast to accompany my journey. I hope the journey's not too rough so far, Mike. The show has <laughs> mixture of episodes, styles, and hosts, which keeps things interesting. And for any old or new fan of the Ron Moore BSG reimagining, so there you go. Thanks very much. So, and if you listen to it on Stitcher, iTunes, then please do leave us a five-star review in whatever country you're in. And if you want to drop us email, you can do. A lot of people are having trouble with that email. So if you want to drop it to my other podcast accounts, which is Trek News and Views, all one word, that's Trek News and Views, then I'll get it from there. Or if you prefer to go to the dedicated podcast accounts, it's ComFrackStars. That's C-O-M-F-R-A-C-K-S-T-A-R-S, all one word. So that's Trek News and Views. All one word or come frack stars all one word so there you go so that proves that at least three people are listening to us yeah. <laughs> plus the guy who geeked out so that's four Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. No, I do actually know it's a lot more than that i do know that for a fact <laughs> oh cool so litmus written so, by ronald d moore uh-huh. developed by jeff flaming stars edward jones almost mary mcconnell katie sackoff and most of the crew and was directed by Rod Hardy. First thing we get into is a bomb. Straight from the off. No mocking about. <laughs> no, it's like, oh, frack, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the fact that they didn't pull any punches with the bomb. Yeah. You know, they showed, I mean, the people were in the sick bay, like, yeah, that's what oh, you would Screaming their head off. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Not like on other science fiction shows where they're sedated. He's <laughs> like, it's just a body. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll just run this thermal regenerator no. you. will be fine. <laughs> but you know, BSG is like tough shit. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bum. It's going to hurt. Yeah. But yeah, straight into it. 
absolutely no mocking about whatsoever. No, big explosion. Adama and and uh, and the Colonel are just like jumping out of the way very dramatically. It's a bit, yeah. Yeah, I was quite impressed. This is the most dramatic fall I've ever seen <laughs> from two old men. So I was going to say they're quite <laughs> seen, seen it of old yard. It was quite dramatic. <laughs> I was like, well impressed. What? Yeah, I was impressed. Like whoa. <laughs> It was. It was. Uh, I was for war. That's okay. That's if that stem down fair play to it. If it's the stunt doubles, they've got really good stunt doubles. They are, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they were just. They just went for it. I don't know. The thing is, is you can't find how old. Um, oh, what's his name? Michael Hogan. No. His, his age isn't listed anywhere. <laughs> it's because he doesn't want anyone to know. Anyone to know how old he is. <laughs> For all we know, he could be like Wolverine. He could be 300 years old. Oh, my is... God, I bet he is. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's, in, if he's in space, you're not subject to gravity, so you wouldn't know just so. True, true. See? So oh, for all we know, Paul, Paul Hogan, Michael Hogan, sorry, could be 300 years old. We just don't know. Maybe he's a Cylon. That's why he's there. Yeah. Spoilers. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's just, I was I was well impressed with that. And then we had all the blood and guts, and it was nice yeah. to see nice to see the doctor treating people without a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yes. Which, <laughs> which is <laughs> That's normal. like where's it gone? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to open him back up. Why? We, we fag nubs in his belly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, shit gets serious when he doesn't have a fag in his mouth. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> No, but after he tells he tells Rosalie she's got cancer, I like to fag. Yeah. <laughs> for those for those American listeners, oh. by the way, a fag is a English slang for cigarette. Just in case you don't know. Yeah. It's not something else, which is no. another, which is a no. slang, something completely different. Completely different. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking faggots and peas here. Oh God, no. No. Which is another thing again. <laughs> Oh dear. So, so all the, anyway, all the people uh, are getting blown up anyway. Woohoo! <laughs> meeting Boomer. Yes. Which is like Boom. He's meeting Boomer. What is a Boom? What is a Boom? Yeah. Explosion. Boom. Yes. See? Cool. So, nice. Someone says, if I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the chief is um, is Booming Boomer. Booming Boomer, yeah. <laughs> See, in the most romantic place possible. <laughs> yeah. Which looks like, it's like it's, I don't know. I don't know if you. Yeah. I don't know. Is it a cargo? I think I, hold, or is it like just a random? I think it's an access hatch. It must be because it's really yeah. weird. It's very weird, and it's very very. It's weird. like it's like a corridor, sort of thing. Yeah. But not. It's like an enclosure. Anyway, some weird room. <laughs> some weird room. In the ship. But it did remind me of the water then... tank. Yeah. So it's, yes. it might have been the same set, just filmed from a different angle. Yes, might have been. So it might have been that, but it's it's. Mm. Um, I think actually it was a water tank because I seem to remember when they met the second time, you could see water reflecting. So yeah, it was a water tank. Mm. Yeah, because when he when he asks her about the inspection hatch. Yeah. Uh, when he tells her, you know, we're jumping ahead slightly, but when he tells her they can't see each other anymore, uh-huh. you see water reflecting on. So yeah, it is a water tank. Funny thing, that scene is on right now on my telly. <laughs> it's almost as if we planned it. I know. 
No, I mean, I've, it's really on right now. Anyway. <laughs> that was freaky. That you just said that. Anyway. <laughs> but, after, uh, was he Aaron? Aaron Doral. Yes. Yes, who's the Cylon. Has blown himself up. Yes. Um, he does kill three people, though. I think they, they he do, does. He does kill three people. Yeah. See, that's the other thing I like about Battlestar is people die. Yeah. All the time. All the time. It's every single. I like any other science fiction. I think the only other science fiction series that you've seen people dying all the time was Babylon Five. Uh huh. Because you know, in the Shadow War and stuff like that. There's. Yeah. Apart from obviously red shirts in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. This is like really sort of like hardcore. Like they, people are dying because it's a it's a big war and they're running from Cylons and it's just like galactic war, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's all and, quite and, sad. and machines, unlike humans, yeah. You know, if they die, they just build another one. Freaky. So it's basically it's a war of attrition, basically. Yes. <laughs> you, you you have to breed and take twenty years to become a fighting unit. We just uh -huh. built. Scary though, isn't it? That hmm, how close are we to that? We're quite close. We are quite close. We are quite close because AI is coming on in leaps and bounds at the moment. Yeah. Uh, IBM's working on an organic chip. Yes. So, you know. It's all um. <clears throat> all of this has happened before. <laughs> it's all happened again. <laughs> you, you'll either be on knocking your door as a Terminator or a Cylon. Whenever. But you won't know it's a Cylon because no. it'll be a human. Well, unless it's the, the conventional. Yeah. You know, the metal heads, the toasters. The toasters. Perhaps. But then you can't, you'll kind of hear them coming because they're a bit noisy. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. Never going <sighs> to <happen. laughs> so, What? So anyway, what? see, we've already gone off on a tangent into Battle Babylon Bio 5. <laughs> we've only just started. We've already gone to Babylon 5 and Star Trek. So anyway, Battle Star. Anywho, that's the start, yeah. Yeah. Um, so three people are killed. So they launch an inquiry. Yes. Yeah. With uh, a woman who looks like she would quite happily break your arm as soon as look at you. Yeah, she's a bit scary, isn't she? she Her is. name's um, Sergeant Hadrian. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and like doesn't take no for an answer. <laughs> no. Does she? No. Well, as she soon digs. as she said, as soon as she said to uh, Adama. I need to be able to do what I have to do without. And he, <laughs> like, said, yeah. and he said, yeah, okay. I thought, okay, this is going to go save fast. Yes, it is. Yeah. As soon as you let someone off the leash with unlimited power, it's only going to go back. It's going to go off on one. Yeah. Yeah. And she had her own agenda, so. Of course she did. You could tell for that from the beginning. Yeah. Because she, right, she just, when he said, okay, her face just lit up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have so much fun. <laughs> so <laughs> fun times. Fun times. So anyway, <laughs> she goes onto the hangar. Yeah. This this bit told me that she'd already got in her head who did it. Who it was. Yeah. yeah. Because all she did was ask about the chief. Uh-huh. And everyone put the chief somewhere else. Well, because actually it was because she'd probably heard about the relationship between well she's heard, heard things about the relationship between him and boomer hasn't she yeah already because she already had that in her mind she already had that as um as she was going to give that as, as evidence the first bloody thing that she said wasn't it 
Yeah. To Boomer? Maybe she was jealous. <laughs> oh, maybe. Well, really? Well, <laughs> not, of, not, of, not of them, of the fact that they had each other. Maybe. And she had, she had nothing apart from, I don't know, a notebook. Somewhere like Manly arms. Manly arms. <laughs> She'd make a good wrestler. She would. She would. I could see her being a wrestler. She'd beat the crap out of She Yeah. She, <laughs> that's probably why she's the master at arms. Oh, nice. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and the oh, other thing that you get is, is an inkling about Callie. Yes. Because she will not have anything bad said about the chief. Ever. Ever. Even from the other deckhands. Yeah, but you can see that, can't you? You can the way she looks. Yeah, the way she looks. Yeah, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Poor Callie. (sighs) If only we knew what we should... Well, we can't say because we're working on a premise that people are watching as we go along, so we can't spoil. Okay. Okay. Just keep your eye on Callie, folks, if you're watching as we go along. But if you've already watched it, then you obviously know what we're going on about. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Hadrian. Yes. Emperor Hadrian. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bit, isn't she? She is, she is. <laughs> oh, when, they said, when they said that, like, uh, uh, Hadrian, it's the first thing that popped into me was Emperor Hadrian, who basically killed anyone who stood in his way. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Probably why they That's probably why they named it that, yes. <laughs> there's a lot of Greek and Roman stuff in, in this. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> so, it is. Now, this is, this, is the, this is the funny thing. The, next, the bit that happens next is the funny thing that always make, makes me ponder with Battlestar is she calls a press conference, Rosalind does, yeah. and, and tells them about the Cylons and the fact they can look like humans and shows them the yes. pictures of the two Cylons. <laughs> And, and I'm watching this thinking, really, there's 30,000 humans left alive. <laughs> You're on a bunch of ships and you have a press corp. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, really, really? I was a journalist before all this happened. I'm going to stay one now. You know? And there was like 20 it journalists odd, in that room. It? Yeah, there was, there, was like, there was like one journalist for every 1,000 people in that room. Yes, it was just... It was very bizarre. I would have thought I could understand them doing a ship, a broadcast from the ship that goes to the yeah. entire fleet. Yeah. But I don't get the press corp. Well, you see, I don't. Okay, I don't get why they needed a president of the fleet. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, like it's nominating, a head, isn't it? it is, but and it's probably security of the fact that oh, we're still the human. Well, we're still the human race, and we still have. You know the, the the planets, yeah, as it were, represented, but <laughs> I don't know. Everything just results in a press conference. So they all they it's, all get themselves worked up about it. Yeah, this is this is the it's the equivalent of Picard calling a staff meeting. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just really, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would, to me, I mean, you know, I would have just said had the president fine you need a figurehead you need someone for the civilians to look to so it's yeah. not it's not like a military dictatorship so they've got a sense of democracy and free will but instead of having the press court who because you're using resources to fly them to the ship every time as well yes you know so unless they live there no 
<laughs> no, because they, <laughs> they, be go, they go back to their own ships all the time, don't they? Yeah, they do. So, yeah, just, just shipwide broadcasts. I just had that an image then of all these of all these representatives of the planet just like living in the in the cargo hold of, of Colonial One. Colonial One, yeah. <laughs> that is out. Yeah. <laughs> that is out. But that's the other thing with Colonial One and all sure. is is you get a sense of how big it is when when Apollo <gasps> goes into it's the It's tiny. Yeah, but when Apollo goes downstairs. Yes. It's massive downstairs. <laughs> so why is it so thin? Yeah. And you're thinking, if it's At that big downstairs, why is everyone on the top floor? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you've got all this Billy. space down here. I'll have, I'll, I know Billy what I do. My office is going downstairs. You lot can smell each other's B.O. up here. I'm, I'm, I'm down there. <laughs> oh. But there. Right. Totally. As the result of her investigations, oh. Hadrian starts her witch hunt of Boomer and Tyron. So, yes. and she really goes to town on Boomer. She does. So, if only she. It's, oh. it's, uh, I mean, we as listeners, listeners, we have what? Start again. We as viewers <laughs> have got the suspicions about Boomer already because we're about the bomb in the water tanks and the bomb on the, the, the Raptor and her pretending not to see the ice. And uh, the Cylon occupied. Yeah, and yeah, Africa. the fact that we know she's a silent, <laughs> you're the ones on yeah. yeah, doing the mouse trap thing. Yeah. So we know we know that is, but obviously, Hadrian doesn't. No. And neither does anyone else. And neither does anyone else. No. I'm like, no, don't trust her. Although I think Tyrell <laughs> has something in his head because he knows about the bump. And stuff like that. Yeah, so but think, he must see. Well, I think he's. My well, love, past that, love is blind. Just, love is blind. Love is blind. <laughs> Although, if you think about when Six has sex with Baltar and her back glows red. Yes. You would think that would happen with all Cylons. It does. So why has he has he never seen her back when they're doing it then? No. Obviously. <laughs> I just realised what you said. Yes. <laughs> mind you, I suppose if the, 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 mind you, I suppose if they're waiting in the water tank all the time, there's not a lot of options open to you, is there? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So, what if she'd be glowing on the bulkhead? Yes. What's that, what's that red light? <laughs> Maybe he has his eyes closed. I don't know. <laughs> Or maybe she closes hers. Uh-huh. You done yet? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, after cross-examining Boomer, she then cross-examines uh-huh. the chief. Yes. And this is where she brings up the hatch. Mm-hmm. And he flicked, his memory flicks back, doesn't it? Yeah. He's like, oh shit, really? Yeah, he gets up, well, then we have a flashback moment. Yeah. Yeah, and his face is like, oh my god, <laughs> really? He does, but we also learn from this this bit that they have a, a a law where which is similar to the Fifth Amendment, which yes. which he has to waive in order for her to cross examine him. Uh huh. Now I thought that was interesting. Reflections, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
and he when he realizes that the interview's not going his way he changes his mind and reinstates it yeah he does and, she, and then she says you do realize that by doing that it's, admission, it's more or less an admission of guilt and he just doesn't say anything else yeah because I, I mean personally I mean obviously we don't have a fifth amendment in this country no but when you're watching like American dramas and all that I always think that every time someone uh-huh. says I'll, I'll take the fifth I'm thinking guilty yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we because, know well we don't know that he's not well we know he's not well, well yeah we, we do know. don't we we know he's not we know he's not guilty we know he's not guilty yeah we but know. he's just trying to cover for her which yeah. is just a bit like really he's, he's taken the fall for his, his guilt <sighs> yeah <laughs> uh, it is the right against self self incrimination yeah. That's it. Which is basically the Fifth Amendment. Uh-huh. So, there you go. But we know he's innocent. Of course. He's, he's a good man. He is. Good yeah. Chief is awesome. He he's is. so cool. <laughs> and he can uh, fix anything. Well, as, <laughs> as evidence later when Adama tells him, you just keep my birds in the air. If it didn't have you, we wouldn't have any bloody birds. Have anything, no. <laughs> the irony of that statement will come back big time later. Big time. So, <laughs> so Tyrell points out, uh, and I like his defence, several people have access to the locker, including you. Mm-hmm. I did like that bit. And then she, she says, it's not about me. And I'm thinking, why not? Yeah. Why aren't you understand if you have access? Why have you suddenly got immunity from prosecution? <laughs> because she's, oh, because she thinks she's the prosecutor. Oh yeah, she's watched way too many. She's like, uh, it's me. <laughs> she has. She just, I don't know. Her character is just so driven to just <sighs> destroying people. I suppose. Yeah. She's ruthless, isn't she? She's absolutely ruthless. Um, <sighs> She Just basically really. outright says, are you a silent collaborator? Yeah. And that's when he turns around and says that he's going to invoke the thing that stops you self-incriminating. Yeah. The 23rd article of colonisation. That's it. So, Indeed. And then so she goes, so she she starts dragging his deckhands up. Yeah. And then we have the incident which comes back at the end of the episode where the specialist... Uh, basically changes his story. And I'm sitting there thinking, really? So did I. If you're going to tell a lie, stick with it. Yeah. You know, because if you tell a lie and then change the lie, instantly exposes you. It does. You know, it makes you vulnerable. And and I thought, really? No. It just makes them think, oh. Yeah, you lied about that, so how do we know you're not lied about this? Exactly. So... And, he, and he's thinking, I went for some food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had the munchies. I left my post. Yeah. What? For food. What? <laughs> Oops. And then he, he basically admits, I left the hatch open. Yeah. And he didn't leave the hatch open. Of course he didn't. But he's now going to get blamed for leaving he's the hatch like, open. He's like, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> when I went to get my Mars bar and I come back. And, and I must have forgot to close it. 
Me Mars bar. Me Mars bar. <laughs> oh come on, you only leave, you only go for food. You go for chocolate. Yeah. You know, it's not like of you course. went. It's not like you went for like a, a meal meal. You would have gone for munchies. Said it's yeah. not, you go for munchies. It's normally chocolate. <laughs> so, or whatever the galactic version of chocolate is. Well, alcohol. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. Chocolate liqueurs. Yeah. There you go. That's all they have. That's all they have. Storage. Nothing else. We've, just, we've, got, we've got no booze, we've got no chocolate, but we've got a combination which is chocolate liqueurs. <laughs> Beggars oh, can't be choosers. No. <laughs> As a rule, chocolate liqueurs are bloody horrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're always the ones that people leave in the tin. Yes. You know. Or if you get a box, you're like, oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want some? I give no, them to I bought, my no, dad. No, for you. No, no, please. You know. I give, I give them to my dad because he likes whiskey, and it's like you can have them. Yeah, you can have all of them <laughs> because I love you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and God, God, God. How have we got us? I don't know. Chocolate don't know. Liqueurs. Chocolate liqueurs anyway. from Cylons, but there you go. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Hadrian continues in her quest to still crucify the chief. So, so Give it up. yeah. So then she wants to know if he ordered the deckhand to leave it open. It's just like I'm just sitting there thinking, really, someone smacked this woman. <laughs> That's what I would have gone up to her and punched her because I was just like, seriously, it's seriously, not him. <laughs> you know, what is your problem? Just because I'm getting someone, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that what this is? She frustrated. <laughs> Oh, it was. Oh, it's just. I was just thinking. It's just like really. And the, the people on the, the, I suppose, the board, for want of a better word. I mean, oh, they was all right. They had. I think they had five words between them through the whole episode. Yeah. But they <laughs> was really, really doing their best to look like judges. But they weren't. They were. Volun- they were voluntary. Uh, what were they? Um... Chocolate liqueurs. Yeah, there was voluntary chocolate uh, liqueurs. They were not, yes. <laughs> there was a woman in the middle with a suit on. <laughs> Magistrates. Yeah, but they weren't. They said that they were just nominated, like Observer. volunteers of, like... I suppose observers. The fleet. Yeah, I don't know. Arbitrators. Yes. That's what they would be. They'd be arbitrators. That's what, yes. Independent arbitrators who weren't independent at all. No. Because they, they was going along with whatever Adrian said. She's just a piece of work. Nice. <laughs> she's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you want to do to her, shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, really, really, you know, you, you're not really going with the facts here. You're going with what, you've already made your mind up. You've got from A to B, you just need to fill in the blanks. Just. To suit your theory. I hate, do you know what it really annoys me when things happen like that? They just don't. don't it's, it's people not listening, isn't it? If you're going to do a fair trial, if you if you're going to prosecute someone, listen to what they are saying. <laughs> so annoying. Yes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so then. Stupid cow. Sorry. Stupid. <laughs> Say, say what you think. Say what you think. Yeah, I am. Yeah. 
gets on my nerves. Anyway. So anyway, while all this is going on, <laughs> we have the B and the C plots. And uh-huh. the B plot is uh, Gaius Baltar, who visits um, Carter Fraser or Starbuck, um, presumably based on their bond over card games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, him being him, he's always got an ulterior motive. Yes. So he's asking her, have you heard any gossip? Basically. <laughs> I love your little impression of guys. Yeah, have you heard any gossip? <laughs> no. Yeah. Ignore this blonde woman who follows me around. Oh, you can't see her. Sorry, that's just me. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that when he's just like in the corridor and he's like kissing her and the scarves walking past him going, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> And, so, and, the guard and he's is, talking to himself. He's talking to her and, the, and they pan behind the guard. And the guard's like, looking across the corridor going, that guy's nuts. Yeah. What the F is he doing? Yeah, like, oh my God. And then I'm, I'm watching that bit and I'm also thinking, hang on, he's been there all the time. So he would have seen Gaius, from, from the guard's point of view, he would have seen Gaius dive into the bulkhead. Yes, <laughs> by himself. By himself. <laughs> And then start kissing <laughs> thin air oh, so and, and having a conversation with him. It'd be, anyone else would be, hello, is that the people with the white coats? Yes. I've got a live one. Anyone else would have been like, can you take him to the sick bay, please? Yeah. Rather <laughs> or just quickly. put him in the brig. Well, yeah, all the the brig. The, whatever their version of the psychiatric unit is. Yeah. Because that was just so funny when you realised the guard so was there funny. all the time. I li- do you know what I like that? I like that he's sort of he's he, it's sort of serious his his you know his role with with six. You're like oh he's he sees a he sees six he sees this woman and this it means something. But um, at the same time, it's like <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> I like that comic relief in it. Yeah. You need a bit of that in Battlestar. Otherwise... I also love the way that Six always plays mind games with him. Yes. Like, that wasn't... How do you know? That was trying to kill you. Because of your Cylon detector. And so then it gets all paranoid. But it's... Yeah. <laughs> and this, this relationship with him and Six, uh, I won't spoil it, but next in next episode, that relationship with him and Six, it... it, it it is basically the comic effect for the next episode. It is. And but don't you think he's really lucky? <laughs> he's exceptionally lucky. Trisha Helfer, come on. No. And what did you do today? I, I spent all day snugging Trisha Helfer. <laughs> it's, what the fuck? It's a hard job, but, you know. <laughs> so hard. I had someone dress her several times as well. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's it's, it's work. It's work. <laughs> he is. Is the luckiest guy on the planet. It's, it's like, um, oh god, I can't think what it's called now. Um, oh god, Harry King ran the program on Voyager for the holodeck. <laughs> um, and it's the, the one with Angelina Jolie, um, and the film, and I can't think of it, it's gone, it's gone. She plays the demon who, the what. Angelina Jolie, she plays the demon in the film. Harry Kim ran a version of it on the holiday. It's the ancient Earth tale. Oh, um. The. No. Don't you mean the dog? No. Oh. 
Oh, God. Don't matter. It's gone. It's gone. I thought you were going to say Harry Kim and Jerry Ryan. Seven and nine. No, 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 no. Harry Kim... I'm just, Harry Kim just popped him in because he ran the he ran the holodeck version of it, and the, and they all got trapped in it, and it was the old Earth Tower, and and it's gone. Don't matter. I'll scream it out later. Is it where the Doctor is Schmollus? It's oh. Don't matter. I'll sort it. Okay. I'll sort it. We can really, <laughs> I'll just I'll scream it out later. <laughs> and scare the bejeebus out of everyone. But I'll t- <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, it reminded me of that anyway because in that in that film, uh, the guy had to kiss Angelina Jolie a lot, um, and he just like he, he was apparently it was a running joke on the set that oh god I haven't got to kiss her again have I? <laughs> so basically that's what yeah, this is with Trisha Helper. Yeah. So it is. But uh, yeah, it's you know. My heart goes out for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time. And up until this, he was obviously best known for Bridget Jones' Diary. Yes. I loved him in that film. Sorry. Beowulf. 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 That was it. She was... Ah, I see. Beowulf, yeah, that was it. See, I told you I'd scream it out later. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Ray Winston had to kiss her. Oh, cool. Yeah, and he, he and he did every interview we did. They said, "Did you actually really kiss?" And he said, "Yeah, because you're using motion, you're wearing motion capture costumes." So he said, "I actually had to kiss her." Had to, had to, had to you had to, yeah. It's in the script. And so had to, <laughs> so had to. <laughs> you know, I had to, Chris. I had to spend all day kissing Trisha again. Honestly. <laughs> Oh dear. So, but going back to him with uh, Starbuck, he was flirting. Oh, it's only his quite... version of flirting. <laughs> yeah, although he couldn't flirt too much because Six was behind the curtain. Yeah. To him, behind the curtain. To Starbuck, <laughs> it was just why well, you closing the curtain. So anyway, Six plants the seed, so he now thinks that they they are personally, personally after him. Um, and then we get Adama called to the stand in the A-plot. God. Yeah. And this is where it gets interesting. It's, it's ridiculous. She's just trying to pin it on everyone now. Yeah. This, Isn't she? This is where you realise it's... it's. I mean, you knew it was out of control anyway, but this is where you realise yeah, yeah. the power that he gave her has seriously gone to her head. Yeah, yeah. And he realises that Basically, her agenda is a witch hunt, and all she's doing is discrediting the military. She is, but isn't she part of the military? Yeah, she lost. Like he said to her, "You've lost your way." Yeah. He actually said that to her, "You've lost your way." She's crazy. And then you have that woman on, on the the um, the arbitrator who says, "You can't shut us down," and he basically says, "I fucking can." <laughs> <laughs> My ship, don't yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm the admiral. Yeah, I can shut you down, don't you worry about that. I love the guard's face when he was like, These are your orders for me. He'd given him orders, <laughs> he gave him orders, and his face was like, 
um, oh my god, what am I going to do? His yeah. eyes were like really wide and he was like, but, oh crap. And see, then he was like... This is where Edward's acting credentials <laughs> shine. Yeah. Because the look on his face when he says, make a choice. Yeah. And I've got to be, even if I was that guard, I would seriously have gone and arrested Adrian anyway. Yeah, I would. You know? Because, I mean, and she, like, when she says arrest him, I was thinking, really? This is your commander. I know. And you're trying to arrest him. Everyone on that ship is loyal to that guy. And quite rightly so. Yeah, and you're going to arrest him, really? Wow. I'm surprised he didn't air locker. And do you know what? I was just about to say that. I'm surprised he didn't do a show right there. Yeah. <laughs> arrest the Master at Arms and confine it to her quarters and accidentally on purpose fall over near an airlock. <laughs> fall over. And press the button. Oops. Oops. Oh, how did you guess out there? Oh dear. Hi. <laughs> but yeah, she's just like, yeah. And then it's like, and her face when they arrested her, she was like, I ain't done nothing. I ain't done nothing. <laughs> and then he basically says to the, the, the tribunal, get off my ship. <laughs> Brilliant writing, I have to say. Yeah, phenomenal writing. Yeah. Absolutely but phenomenal. But it was totally turned around. But, uh, yeah. And, and and then we have what is basically... There's two kickers here for uh, the Chief. The first kicker is he has to break up with Boomer. No other choice in the matter. Because as he says to her, that kid's going to prison because of us. And it's not worth it. Because it's not. It's no. angry. It's just, he said, it's just not worth it. People are dead because of us. That kid's uh-huh. going to prison because of us. It's not worth it. Uh, and then she just goes cold. Really quick. And I'm thinking, whoa, yeah, Cylon or what? Yeah. <laughs> she really, Absolutely. really goes cold really, really quick. She really just like switches. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I, I would, yeah, I, I, if I was you, Chief, I'd shut the door behind her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run! And, and, and then not open it for a long time. <laughs> so, oh. And then he goes to Adama and pleads for his deckhand's release. Yeah. And he, Adama, basically tells him that you caused this. You know you caused this. Him being in the brig is going to be on your conscience all the time. That is your punishment. Keep my plans flying. That is some punishment, to be honest. Yeah. To have that guilt on your back. Oh. And it was brilliant acting. Oh, absolutely. Ab- absolutely brilliant acting. I mean, yeah. you know, Edward James almost can convey so much just with his face. He can, can't he? he doesn't it's incredible. Have to, yeah, he doesn't have to move. He just gives certain looks and certain body language and stuff like and that. And his voice. Oh, my God. It's just so powerful. His voice. Yeah. It's so powerful without having to without having to shout, raise his voice. He just... It's very subtle. But you're like, don't mess with this guy. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Do He is the Admiral for a reason. Yeah. Well, he's not an admiral yeah. yet. What? Spoilers. Um, Oops. 
Can't say spoilers after, but there you go. But uh, I think oh, most shit, people, sorry. I think most most people know that he becomes an admiral. So. <laughs> I've said that through the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, Edward Jones almost. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I was reading, I was reading up on you know trivia and stuff like that, and there was there was one that somebody quietly he says, um, where is he? Where is he? Edward James almost is masterful at conveying quiet yet forceful sternness. Uh-huh. And I think that just sums that up perfectly. It does. Incredible. You messed up. Live with it. And, just to throw a Star Trek reference in, it also reminded me of Drumhead. Uh-huh. Where the, um, I mean, not not that bit there, but... No, I was going to say... The Master <laughs> at Arms, the Master at Arms losing the, the plot reminded oh, yeah. me of when uh, Picard outmaneuvered and she lost it. See, just throw a Star Trek reference in at the end. And then we have the C plot, which is the, the mouse game on, on Caprica. Which yeah. is still not making any sense to me. I don't, you know. Let's mm. beat up Sharon and and drop her into Hilo's lap. And yeah. I understand that studying, they want to learn about humans and stuff like that. You know, it's I just the, want to play with them. Yeah, it's the mouse and the cheese. And yeah. she's, she's the cheese. But the Six cheese. really enjoyed beating her up. <laughs> Oh yeah, God, that was <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, and, and that was Sharon, really bad. <laughs> yeah, Sharon says she hit her once, and Sharon said, "Is that enough?" And she went, "No, no," and takes the jacket off. <laughs> and you're like, "Uh oh." Uh oh. This, this is gonna hurt a lot, and Six just goes to town on her. And I was thinking, wow. Six is I... obviously the the violent one. <laughs> yeah, she is. I was thinking. That's a bit, well, must be really important for them, for um, for that eight to actually leave with Hilo. I don't know, it's just, it's so important to them for this plan, whatever it is, they're saying. We have a plan. All yeah. the time. All the time we have a plan. Okay. And, it, and it's standing um, on the roof that it says like... That, that it, is going to play out. If he, goes, if he goes north, he doesn't love her. If he goes south, he does love her. He goes one way and he turns around and goes the other way. I think that was it anyway. It was north or south. Was it south or north? Anyway, it was one of them. It was... Oh, yeah, yeah. If he goes that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he goes that way, then he's he's not looking for her. And if, if he goes the other way, he is. And he, he, is and he did. He is. He changed his mind, yeah. yeah. And this is also the episode where we learned that uh, Adama's father was a liar, which comes yes. into Blood and Crow. Uh-huh. And we also learned that Adama... Build sailing ships. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It was a nice. I like that. I thought that was a, a nice, nice little insight into him. Um, oh. And there's also a bit, a bit of trivia. Where did I put that trivia? And actually, in all in, in all honesty, it's a very human thing. Like you know, you've got spaceships and all this kind of stuff, and they're through space, and there's Cylons and there's machines, and you know, different things. That's a very sort of human thing is building a model of a ship and it's an old ship and you think you know even in Battlestar those are the times that people do you know do you know what I mean yeah reflection and that reflection and yeah yeah Yeah. um there it is when Commander Adama reaches for his glasses 
uh, he's they're on top of a reader's digest. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So obviously the reader's digest exists in multiple universes. <laughs> so, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, what else did we learn? What else did we learn? Oh, um, Baltar's Cylon thing is actually working. Yes. He's just pretending it's not. Because he's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't tell you. Well, I think what it is, is I can't tell you that this really works because he's not sure if he's a Cylon himself or not. Yeah. And he's scared that he is. He's scared that he is. And if he tells him it works and they test it on him, he's he's concerned that he might actually come out that he is one. Mm-hmm. So there was that as well, which I thought was... Like, that's him all over those self-preservation. Yeah. Uh, Selfish. Yeah. And what was the other thing? Oh, there it is. Uh, the, build, the large building in Caprica City is... The Scotia Bank in Vancouver. Yep. So that tells you they where they're. They have the same bank. Yeah. No, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> just lots of Vancouver. Yeah. And that's obviously where they print the Reader's Digest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, and uh, what was it? Litmus was supposed to be what is called the bottle episode uh, to save money because they wanted to spend money on other areas. Uh-huh. So this is why it's basically, um, apart from Caprica, the rest of it is basically two sets. Yes. <laughs> so, which is interesting because they're already, they're already saving money. And this is only where I just started. <laughs> yes, this is season one. This is season one. Cool. Episode six, we need to save money. That's okay, we'll do a bot episode. <laughs> but episode six, we've done five episodes and we've spent too much already. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear, this not as well. I can just imagine the number crunchers at this studio going, you've spent how much? <laughs> how many episodes? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you really <laughs> need to rein this in. <laughs> too much. You went too far. Too much too far. So, there you go. Oh, and it's also the first episode without Apollo. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking of the next one. <laughs> it's like, no, the next one. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, no. Oh, we haven't done that one yet. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, the confusion is because we was going to do the next one and then we realised we hadn't done this one. So, <laughs> Laura's watched both. So, <laughs> I watched both before. But no, but you've anyway. rewatched them because they're, they're both blurring in your mind. Oh. I know. <laughs> I said, wait, I've seen <laughs> I've seen him today. Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've seen this before. <laughs> and I'll see it again. <laughs> Without a doubt. That was terrible. That's terrible. There you go. <clears throat> so that's that. That's Litmus. Awesome. Awesome. So one to five, Laura, what would you give me? Three. Yeah, I'll give it a three. You, you know, just because we're in the first season, it's still establishing. Things are still a bit confusing. And it is a bottle episode. It is a bottle episode. You know, there's not very much sort of going on. It's all a bit about, you know, talking about things. 
and people accusing things and paranoia. So yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah, three. Three's a good score for this one. It is. And next week, folks, we're doing six degrees of separation. Are we? Oh my god, I have to watch that. You have to watch that, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched that before, have you? No. <laughs> no. No. No, not recently. No, not at all. <laughs> right now, here we go. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I will be joined by hopefully two other people next week but if not me and Laura will be here Yay. waxing lyrical and going off on tangents <laughs> about chocolate liqueurs about chocolate liqueurs yeah <laughs> so, which is obviously going to be the episode title chocolate liqueurs yes love it it's going to be the episode title but there you go so tell people <laughs> where they can find you okay you can find me um, on twitter at jmy931 and also I'm on Facebook, Laura Fawcett, if you want to come join me. Yeah. <laughs> Look at her pictures with Garrett and Chase. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> uh, as always, folks, you can follow me on Twitter at CLLMH01 and also on Google Plus with the same handle. Or you can follow ComFrackStars, that's C O M F R A K, on Twitter. Or you can follow Holosuite Media on Twitter. Uh, which is the first place that the new episodes get announced. And then we all retweet them. So, Holosuite Media. Or you can go to holosuitemedia.com. Uh, and on there, there's Star Wars podcasts. There's Star Trek Online podcasts. There's Star Trek podcasts. Um, and, of course, there's us. So, go over there. There's articles on there as well, and news items and all that type of stuff. So, check out holosuitemedia.com. And as I said at the start of the show, if you listen on iTunes or Stitcher, Please leave us a review because then we move up and people notice where we are. Which is all good. And of course, feedback to us. <laughs> all four of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll speak to you soon. Man, they drink my wine Fly man, do